Welcome to She's Up Next, a podcast focused on positive women's media representation and amplifying the voices of young female changemakers. We're here to have open conversations with teenage girls our age with accomplishments in activism, STEM, entrepreneurship, and more. Join us for this week's episode to catch up with what's new in our busy lives and fuel your motivation to achieve your own dreams through the inspiring stories of others like you. I'm your co-host, Jackie Acosta. And I'm Dory Miller. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, everyone. I am so excited to be back here with Jackie. I feel like we haven't really caught up since halfway through fall semester or fall quarter for you. What do you think? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think it was about a week or so before finals. I think I was getting ready to start studying Mm -hmm. for finals. And now it's the beginning of a whole new quarter for me. Yes, exactly. And a whole new year too. Right. I know. Happy New Year to everyone. Even better. Yes. Happy Happy, New Year. Happy 2023. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I know that's such a, I'm still having a hard time adjusting to that. I feel like 2022 was a long year and we had a lot Mm -hmm. of milestones, you know, graduating high school, starting college. So it's definitely going to be weird adjusting to a completely new year with not as many big milestones, I I guess. So I think that's one of the reasons why last year felt so long, right? Last year felt so long. I think so too. There was just, there were so many big chapters of our lives. Like Mm -hmm. no matter what you had going on, or at least for our grade, like there were still those big moments. But yeah, we just recorded an episode maybe a month or two ago. We're totally behind, but we've mm. been busy with finishing the semester slash quarter, winter mm-hmm. break, whatever it was. But yeah, we're super excited to be doing a little introduction before we bring on Sophia Bromberg onto the show. Um, but yeah, I feel like we should we do enough of an introduction when we're with her later. So we'll mm-hmm. just dive into our own catch up. Yeah, sounds good. I guess I can go first. Um, I mean, not too much has happened since the last time Dory and I mm-hmm. were on recording. Um, but obviously, like we said earlier, it's a new year. Uh, start of New Year is always one of my favorite times of the year because mentally I'm able to like reset and kind of refocus for the year. Um, I like to like set new mm-hmm. goals, implement new habits, and just kind of not reinvent myself, but just like set new intentions for the year. I think I already said that, but um, I mean, I know you can kind of do that at any point, but I always just like clean break and like just starting off at the beginning. Um, And one of the ways that I have been able to do that this year is kind of get back into using my notion. I don't know if Dory ever Mm -hmm. and I ever talked about using it on here, but we I don't either got into it. I want to say last the beginning of last year, beginning of senior year. Yes. Um, and so I stopped using it towards the end of senior year and beginning of college. But at the end of last quarter, I was kind of feeling like my life was all over the place, and I needed um a little bit more mm-hmm. stability and structure. And I like rediscovered <laughs> my Notion um templates, and I kind of updated updated a few things to fit uh what I need now and. <laughs> So far, so good. I've liked it a lot. Um, I think a lot of the templates that I had back in high school were like a little bit too complicated for all the like. I think I was overcomplicating <laughs> things we had to do in high school. But now that I'm in college and yeah. I have 
to keep track of a lot more things they they it's a, it's a way better system and i think i could see it sticking yeah um in the future so yeah nothing too crazy but just new year new goals <laughs> how about you dory i know <laughs> you have a little bit more to awesome. share yeah, I have a little bit, but first I wanted to say how funny it is that you were talking about Notion because I mm-hmm. literally opened my homepage for the first time in months. I think mm-hmm. yesterday morning, I was kind of oh like goodness. doing some work on my computer and I was scrolling through looking at all little all the little goals I had for 2022, my like keywords, key themes. So it was really cool to reflect on that. So for now, I like keeping it as a little archive on my computer mm-hmm. to look back on my high school self. But I had written in Jackie and I's Google Doc saying <laughs> I need her to share it with me because I definitely want to start doing the same again this semester. I feel like I tried keeping a paper planner mm-hmm. and I just stopped using it because I yeah. ran out of room, one, for some of my assignments. And then mm-hmm. I just realized... I do best with Google Calendar and stuff on my computer because I Mm -hmm. spend most of my time there anyways. Right. But my first thought of this episode is very similar to Jackie's. Um, I was very excited for the new year. I love making vision boards for the beginning of every month, but I was especially excited to do my 2023 vision board. So I think I really got into them last new year. Um, so this, I figured I'd share a little bit about what my board looks like, but it's very coastal ocean vibes, a little bit of granola girl energy. And then I also kind of put a clean girl self-care aesthetic because I'm also trying to get back into yoga. Um, this semester I got a gift certificate for the studio that I talked about last episode, but yeah, that's kind of the theme. Also, my word of the year. I don't know, Jackie, you have one too that you want to share, but my word is energy. I feel like I was feeling kind of burnt out by the end of the semester, just not feeling as bubbly and motivated as I was before. So I feel like energy really encompasses that. Um, and then I'd also seen on some sort of, I want to say, astrology Instagram page, um, they had made a post giving words of the year for all of the signs and I'm a Libra and mine was presence. And that's something I also feel like I'm always trying to work towards, but I feel like might as well have that also be my honorary word of the year. And yeah, the other thing I wanted to add on since this doesn't really apply to winter break, which is what we're going to be talking about next, but I started moving into my sorority house today. I don't even know if I told Jackie, but I got my housing contract in my dorm canceled, I think, literally the week before finals. So I was planning on probably having to stay in my dorm. And then all of a sudden, I had to completely pack up and bring all my stuff home before the semester ended, which is a little stressful, but totally worth it. I had babysat in Napa last night. So I ended up just packing my car up with some stuff and then driving from Napa to Berkeley. And I'm in a big room with five other girls from my PC, which sounds like a lot. But when I say the room is huge, I was shocked. I walked in and there's like one part of the room that has three beds, all with like their own walls, dressers, like totally a ton of space and privacy. And then another room with super high ceilings, like a giant ceiling fan. I think there's five beds in that part of the room, but there's only six of us. So there's only going to be like three in the first 
area and then three in the other one. So we're gonna totally gonna have a ton of storage, so much dresser space. Like I claimed a closet today. And I was able to do that because I'm on, I think I talked about this last episode, but I got a director position for exec this year. So I was able to move in today, but I didn't want to do it fully because in an hour or so, one of my best friends in my sororities coming from the airport to my house to spend the night. She's from North Carolina and she's also moving in, but she didn't want to have to like stay at a hotel alone in Berkeley. So I offered to have her here. So I'll officially move in with her tomorrow. So yeah, that's kind of the biggest update in my life right now. I'm just so thrilled to be living in a house and not my tiny triple mm-hmm. dorm. I'm sad because I love my roommates, but generally just the quality of living is going to be a lot better. That's yeah. so exciting. Um, remind me again, when do you guys go back to school officially? Because for us, we, for those of you who Tuesday. aren't familiar with the Tuesday. Okay, so you have tomorrow and then Tuesday, Saturday yeah. holiday. That That's nice. Yeah. Um, I started this past yeah. week, so I'm going into nervous, my second but... week this quarter. You're going to be fine. I feel like we've gotten the hang. Well, I, I hope so, but. Delicious, but yeah, I feel like we've gotten <laughs> kind of a, the hang of things yes. a little bit, at least on my end. I don't know about you. feel the I'd same way. I'd say so. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I want you to get into your joyful moment of winter break because this is such a good story. I was very sure to keep up to date with your Snapchat stories <laughs> while all this was going on. So I'm excited to actually hear it in a firsthand experience. Yeah, I probably told this story about like 10 to 15 times already. But oh, I'm when sure. I say <laughs> that this experience that I'm about to talk about, like, reminded me of a hallmark movie i legit thought that i was living in it was just surreal what had happened over the course of 48 hours um so i guess yeah i'll get into it um so one of the highlights from my winter break was going to portland to see my boyfriend um so my boyfriend and i are doing long distance uh he goes to school at a smaller arts college in uh, newburgh oregon and i obviously go here um at uc irvine so we don't get to see each other as much um I think the last time I had saw him before winter break was like end of August before he moved. Um, So it had been a while. So I was very excited to go. Um, I was planning on staying about like four days, two days in Newburgh with him. And then the last two in Oregon with um, his brother and his brother's fiance. And we were going to like walk around the city and kind of explore. Um, So I was super excited. I hadn't been to Portland in a long time. Um, the first two days were, were really nice. I got to watch him play. Uh, he plays basketball for his, for his school. So I got to watch two of his games. And then, uh, we drove into the city and we like spent the day, like try eating at a bunch of different restaurants and just shopping at all the different shops. And honestly, I was like, this is like one of the best trips. Like I've had, I haven't had this much fun in a while. Um, but little did I know I had spoke too soon. Um, because, oh yes. The night we were supposed to leave, it was the night of uh, December 22nd. We uh, got to the airport about like four hours early because uh, we honestly had exhausted everything we wanted to do. And so we decided we might as well go to the airport. So we were sitting at our gate. Um, I think my boyfriend and I were watching some Netflix TV show. And literally an hour before we were supposed to like board our flight, um, my boyfriend's brother goes and checks the flight status board with like all the flights and the status of each flight and our flight had said cancel like it had said on time 
um previous to that like kept checking on time on time on time and then one hour before we're supposed to board it says canceled and we're like uh is this a mistake and then um one of the um uh desk agents at the gate like goes on to the the overhead speaker and explains how since there's like a storm coming in that night that all flights out of portland have been canceled and that um any person who was planning on flying out that night should go like speak to either an agent at the gate or back outside like um like at the at the uh desk agents outside the terminal mm-hmm. um so we go outside to talk to those agents and there's this huge line obviously because over like i don't, I don't remember yeah. what they said like over like 300 flights were canceled that night and people were just trying to like oh figure out what gosh. to do because obviously everyone's trying to get home for the holidays so like what are yeah. we gonna do so we wait in line for about like an hour and a half before we're able to talk to anyone we get to the front desk oh, and the lady's like miserable yeah, she's like, mm, so um, the next flight uh, out of Portland is in until Christmas morning. Uh, so I can rebook your flight or cancel it now, like whatever you guys want to do. And at that point, we're like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Um, so we we weren't sure what was going to happen at that point. We rescheduled our flight just in case. Like, so we have like a last resort option. And, um, I had been on the phone with my mom and she luckily had rented us a car. So we, um, we were planning on like getting the car and going back to the hotel that my uh, boyfriend's brother, Mm -hmm. his fiance had stayed at like the previous days. Um, so we go down, get our luggages and we're like driving on the freeway it's all icy because it had already begun to snow by then. Uh, there were like pileups yeah. on the side of the freeway. Like there was a semi truck on the side oh of the road at one gosh. point. We were like, "This is not happening." It was surreal. And then we get to the uh, we get. To, it was so, I was so scared. I'm like, "Are we gonna ha- like? Are oh we gonna slip? Gosh. Are we gonna slip on this ice?" Like yeah. everyone was going like 10, 15 miles max on the freeway. It was crazy. Yeah. Good. yeah. So we oh get back gosh. to the hotel. We check in. Um. We spend that night and then we wake up the next morning and we looked outside the window and all the roads covered with snow. It was like, I have, I mean, obviously I've been to Tahoe before and like I've seen snow, but like I haven't ever seen like streets covered with snow like this. Cause normally like I would think they would like plow snow, like get it off the roads, but it was like covered. And my boyfriend was like- At that point you can't even do it. Yeah. We were like, there's no way we're going to drive home. Like we don't, we don't have a, our our, uh, rental car didn't have a four wheel drive. It only had an all wheel drive. I didn't. (laughs) Honestly, don't know what the difference is still, but we're like, okay, it's I not even either. option. So like he went downstairs to like book us another night. We're like, okay, I guess we're just going to take that Christmas morning flight. Um, oh my gosh. And my boyfriend was bummed because he had to come back the 26th for practice. So he wasn't going to be, he was going to be home for like oh, a day and no. a half. Um, so he was pretty bummed. Um, so we were all planning on just yeah. staying that day. And then like an hour or two later, my boyfriend's brother's like, you know what? screw it we're just gonna go so we packed up all our things <laughs> we loaded the car we drove to walmart picked up some like snow tire chains and like good like two cases of water and a bunch of snacks I'm like okay we're gonna start this drive perfect emergency <laughs> kit done exactly um so we started the drive and honestly once we got out of portland there was like honestly no more snow on the ground it was just kind of like it disappeared <laughs> of it was course. Like, oh okay oh, so about after two oh. hours we were able to like increase the speed and we were finally on our way home mm-hmm. um it ended up taking us 12 hours to get back to san francisco i was like i so fun i was like wow. oh my god i'm glad to be home but like oh my goodness 
at what hour of that did you start to go crazy about or not crazy mm, but about like hour four maybe i was already going okay yeah i was like it was crazy yeah yeah i couldn't sleep like (laughs) yeah i was like i can't fall asleep like i don't really have service so i was just we were just listening to music and i mean honestly it wasn't a horrible car ride. It was just really long. If you yeah. Know what I mean. Yeah. And I was like glad to get totally. home. But we made it home before Christmas Eve. We were able to celebrate Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with our families. Yay. And it ended up working out in the end. But that was that 48 hours. Probably one of the craziest ways to end off a year ever. So it was like joyful yeah, moment. seriously. Because I got to see my boyfriend and hang out with him. Um, But also like <laughs> but not also, so joyful at the same time. Hour drive. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I as I was saying earlier I was just watching on Jackie's Snapchat story and I feel like a couple times I'm like oh my gosh mom Jackie's stuck in Portland <laughs> oh my gosh mom she's driving home I was just so invested it, I felt like I was watching your Hallmark movie the honestly. amount of people who swiped up on my story to say like they were fully invested was kind of funny because mm-hmm. I, I didn't think so many people would like actually read what I was like putting up there. But like, I didn't know yeah. you were invested. <laughs> Catherine Ikeda texted yeah. me and she's like, I want to know what happens next. <laughs> oh like, my gosh. I feel like it's honestly, I mean, I guess it's probably been done uh, as a Hallmark yeah. movie before. Like, oh, that for exact sure. Plot. Oh, but someone said it I was feel like, like, um home alone when she like tries to get a flight home to kevin oh, and she has to yeah. get in that like van with the polka singer as i was like we might as well start yes. a band <laughs> exactly i feel like what really made it hallmark-esque was the fact that the only flight was on christmas morning so it's like a race to get home before christmas exactly it's just amazing exactly so did you make it back christmas eve or the day before christmas eve we made it well i guess technically christmas eve it was like midnight on the 20th or on the 23rd okay, okay. but we got we drove all day yeah. on the 23rd our flight was supposed to be the 22nd we drove all day 23rd made it back at like midnight um mm-hmm. and then we're able to spend the 24th and 25th with our families but yeah whew. wow what a story i know well what about your winter break (laughs) well mine was fun just maybe not that exciting uh i did do a trip of my own though actually i did one in december i visited Mm -hmm. my family in minnesota that was a pretty quick trip but Mm -hmm. the most fun thing i got to do was i got to go to texas for the first time because my (laughs) yes so my best friend at berkeley is from allen texas which is Mm -hmm. like half hour from Dallas so like she usually just says she's from Dallas um it was so much fun we just packed a lot in I was only there for I think three full days but first night I got there we just went out to someplace near her house and then the next day was a long one we drove up to Fort Worth I don't even up down I don't know where it is but somewhere (laughs) we drove to Fort yeah somewhere we drove to Fort Worth with her two best friends from high school which I had such a fun time meeting and hanging out with. And so we stayed at a hotel and so we got there, checked in, got ready, and then went to dinner with her parents at this pretty famous Mexican restaurant um, Mm -hmm. that's in this big ranch house. They have like two things on the menus, I think enchiladas and fajitas. Oh my gosh, so good. Literally one of the best meals I've ever had. And then after that, we just walked around Fort Worth, shopped, and then went to Billy Bob's, which is a line dancing place. We didn't actually get a line dance. We danced, 
not well but <laughs> it would have been fun to line dance so that's definitely something we want to do and then we also encountered a rodeo and we were just like looking in through the fence which was so fun like it was so entertaining I've never actually seen like bull riding before mm-hmm. and it was intense yeah it felt very Texas <laughs> and then the next day I think we kind of just did a hometown visit drove to her high school um went to bucky's which i don't oh my even know gosh. how to describe it the gas station like superstore yes, yeah it's a gas <laughs> station but it's like a souvenir shop but they yeah. have groceries and food and yeah it was it was something um yeah that day was super fun we went out to dinner and then the last day we went to her gym she goes to lifetime gym which was just so big so mm-hmm. fancy i was like I would love to go to something like this, but I feel like we don't have as many of those kinds of gyms in San Francisco, but that was super fun. I did a yoga class and then to end the trip, I, we went into Dallas and we went on top of the reunion tower, which you just like take an elevator up and you Mm -hmm. get an amazing view of the Dallas skyline. Um, yeah. And then we went out to dinner. So it was a pretty quick trip, but it was super fun. It was relaxing too, like nothing too crazy. I think it was a good way to end my winter break, but yeah. And now I'm back home getting ready to fully move in tomorrow. So yeah, definitely not as crazy as Jackie's break, (laughs) but it looks so fun. Like I saw you with your cowboy. It it was really fun. Like writing the mechanical bull. It looks so fun. I was like, oh my goodness, she's in Dallas. It looks like so much fun. (laughs) Yes, it was really cool. Actually, I just got, I got those white cowboy boots for Christmas. And Uh I, when I'd asked for them, I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea because I don't know when I'm going to wear them. Yeah. Lo and behold, I got to wear them in perfect. None other than Texas. So Oh, that's so fitting. That sounds yeah. so much fun. <laughs> yeah. So I guess to kind of finish up this intro, we can introduce our quote of the week. I also feel like I haven't even posted our last quote of the week. So that's a goal of mine to stay on top <laughs> of. But I found, I didn't f- just find this quote. I had had this quote on my vision board. So I thought it was appropriate since we were kind of talking about our goals and so it says, old energy is clearing, new energy is entering, great things are coming. I think it's very short and sweet and sends a perfect message for the new year. It's perfect. I was looking for one before. Uh, I hadn't realized Story had put one, but this, I couldn't have picked a better <laughs> quote. Definitely what I'm trying to Yay. embody this year. And mm-hmm. I hope um, anyone that's listening feels the same way about this quote because I love it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, thank you guys for listening to our catch up. I feel like we needed to keep you guys up to date since it's been a while. But yeah, now I guess we'll get into this amazing episode with Sophia Bromberg. Hi, everyone. So as we said, we're trying to get back into recording consistently, and we are so excited to have our first guest since Jackie and I have moved on to college. So we are joined today by Sophia Bromberg, who is also a UC Berkeley student with me. We actually were just discussing the different units we live in. We're both in triples, which is a pretty common experience here at Berkeley. But anyways, I'll let Sophia introduce herself, share a few fun facts, and whatever she feels comfortable bringing up, and then we'll dive into our icebreaker personality test, which will be really fun. This is one of my favorites we've done so far. 
Thank you, Dory, for that wonderful introduction. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Sophia. I am, I don't really know, even know what to say. I'm an 18-year-old <laughs> student like Dory at UC Berkeley. Um, I'm from San Francisco, California. I think one of the main reasons that you guys asked me to be on the podcast today is my involvement with music and how I can kind of blend that with certain passions in my life that I would like to advocate for. So yeah, I'm super excited to be here, have a really fun conversation, get to yeah. know you guys a little bit better as well. <laughs> I know when Jory mentioned that she had reached out to you um, to be a potential guest, I was like, that name sounds so familiar. Like, where did oh, I, really? where did I hear that name? And it was because of well, I will get into it, but um, her appearance <laughs> on The Voice. And I remember my dad like calling me into the living room, like, you have to watch this young girl. Like she's from the Bay Area, like watch her sing. And my sister is really into music and mm -hmm. and like musical theater. So she was in awe of your performance. She was like, oh my oh, goodness, she so is much. so yeah. good. And my dad was like, yeah, you should sing like her. Like, <laughs> rolling her eyes. But when she mentioned, Ducking I was like, that. oh my goodness. Yeah, Jackie and I were laughing the other day because we remembered we both did student council together and we had this event called Hoop Coming two years in a row or was it one year and then a break? Anyways, the first year we did it, we had 24K Golden perform at our school. This was before he was as big as he is now, but it was it's so yeah. random in hindsight to think about the fact that he was at our school, but when we were looking for uh, music artists this year, you were the, one of the people we talked about. And so when I figured out you were going to Berkeley, I got so excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know that name. We had talked about her. So kind of a full circle moment for Aww, us to now actually get to adorable. talk to you, get to know you. Yeah, I'm more than happy to talk. I'm so excited. Yay. Okay, so as you guys know, we always like to start our guest episodes with some sort of icebreaker, sometimes it's a BuzzFeed quiz. Today we did one that's a little bit little bit more personal but um Jackie found it and I think it's I honestly think my results were pretty accurate I haven't read into them as much as I have other tests but I'm excited to discuss it with you too um Jackie do you want to actually Sophia how about you start with sharing start yours okay what do I say do I just say like everything yeah just like I'm I know okay <laughs> yeah so just like my... the basic should overview. we like summarize what the quiz is basically oh, yeah. It, yeah. Talked, it kind of talked about like your um attitude towards romantic relationships yeah yeah mm -hmm. so like, like a brief summary that I found was like a 35 question assessment that gives you the language to understand your unique love patterns as well as the tools to build stronger connections practice self-discovery and move towards positive growth okay Amazing. that was a much better summary than that. <laughs> um okay this is great too my nectar love print is r-i-p-g it's like a purple color Ooh. and or it says my color is grape great. and the acronyms are reflective an eye person physical and guarded so my mm. motto is give me a teeny bit of space and my love print number is seven so you're prioritizing making connections with people Okay. Wow. So it seems like I'm a reflective communicator. I'm an I person. So I believe nobody completes anyone. And we all have our own interests and hobbies, which I think is true. I prefer mm -hmm. physical intimacy and I am guarded. Oh, I'm a Interesting. little like 
surprised by that because I actually think I'm a very like open and vulnerable person but Mm -hmm. who knows interesting maybe Maybe you were just right on the spectrum yeah yeah I guess so what about you guys Jackie do you want to go ahead yeah I can go I just because I've I've seen Dory's because we have like a little running dock of like (laughs) notes and find it interesting how different all of ours are so mm-hmm. mine is my love print is a w p o and the color is like a plum which is like a fuchsia color yeah. um and the acronym stands for active we we person physical and open so i guess um i'm not one to shy away from my feelings um a we person is partnership is important to me um important to create shared memories with a partner um value physical relationships create closeness through physical contact and um I guess I'm open and vulnerable see I'm kind of the opposite to you I feel like sometimes I'm super guarded and like don't come off (laughs) so when I saw that I was like "Hmm." I saw it I was like oh interesting I guess that might be true in some situations but not all but yeah that was mine (laughs) yeah Yeah, I know. I love hearing the different letters because that's how you know, like, oh, like, we're pretty. All of us had, I think, started with an A, but Mm -hmm. after that, letters differed a lot. So my love print is A-I-P-O. My color is willow. It's kind of like a lighter sage green. It's really pretty. I really like it now. Um, But it says I'm active and I person, physical intimacy, and on terms of in terms of vulnerability, I am more open. So my motto is I need space, but not too much, which I think is true because I feel like I'm definitely a very introverted extrovert. I love spending time with people, but I'm honestly like thinking in terms of being alone in my dorm right now, I'm kind of excited to have time alone and space away from people just to recharge. But yeah, I definitely think that that's accurate because I do like to spend the majority of my time around other people um and like Sophia my love print number is seven so it says I prioritize making connections with people I definitely think that's true um and then a little description it gave me was that a partner is an important part of my community but you cherish having your own hobbies and circle friends and I think that's probably the most accurate statement of any of that for me I think that holds very true to my relationship style and just being able to have even even with friendships I feel like I always like to have friendships that like remain in one circle of my life and then I have another one that I can go to for other things because like friends and any type of person that you're Mm -hmm. cultivating a relationship with they shouldn't be like filling a void in your life they should just be adding exactly you have to like learn about each other like that's such a good way to phrase it them they teach you something about whatever they're an expert in and then you teach them Mm -hmm. whatever the best type of relationship yeah we just learned that Sophia is a psychology major so she was giving us a little breakdown on personality type (laughs) I literally love talking all about this um I don't want to go too much on a tangent because I could literally (laughs) talk all day about this but yeah I am a psychology major um I it's the first time that I've actually loved doing my homework and mm-hmm. just consistently writing essays and all of that jazz. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's so fun. What major are you, Dory? I'm legal studies, but I'm hoping to double major in society and the environment. I'm just having a hard time getting classes to okay. fill those prereqs. So slacker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what about you, Jacqueline? Um, I'm a poli sci major. Very cool. So similar to Dory. 
Yeah, but anyways, yeah. we were talking about um, personality tests because we were sparked by this one that we were doing for the icebreaker. And we mm-hmm. started talking about the Myers-Briggs. So I am an ENTJ. Ooh. I don't know what you guys are. What? We're both ENFJs. Yeah. <laughs> We're very okay. similar. So well. pretty similar. Um, yeah. But basically in the psychology world, the Myers-Briggs is not as highly regarded as it is in the public eye because it tends to skim over a lot of different aspects, not only um, personality types, but also um differences in culture and it's kind of Mm. it was created predominantly by like white people so it doesn't really take into account anything else um so the the main one that clinical psychologists use are is the ocean test like your personality spans the ocean so it's an acronym for openness and then (laughs) c-e-a-n i don't know yeah i probably should because my exam is coming up soon but um oh well yeah just a little interesting fact Wow. Thanks for sharing that. We're definitely, I I think Jackie and I had the same reaction. We're definitely going to use that for our next episode, Icebreaker. That's so interesting. But don't let that stray you away from consistently reading the 16 personalities because I love that website so much. It was just so crazy how accurate, not, well, not accurate, but like how similar some of the descriptions were to like my life. Maybe that's why it's grown in popularity because a lot of people can resonate with it. But yeah. I just was, it was just kind of crazy reading it. Like after like those series of questions that they could be so spot on, I was like, yeah. whoa. Mm-hmm. And I, Jackie, I feel like we have very stink- distinct personalities in general. And that's why we were drawn to each other, both socially and in a more professional way, I guess, <laughs> because like, I feel like some people, their personalities aren't as obvious or it doesn't, they don't as obviously fit into one of the categories. And mm-hmm. so that's why they struggle with personality type tests. But yeah, I feel like you and I both really resonate with ENFJ. But it's also yeah. interesting because then it's like, you're so surprised on a certain result when you were literally like designing your personality through the questions. Right. So True. like, what what did you expect? Kind exactly. of. Exactly. <laughs> but I still love it. Yeah, as do I. Okay, well, now that we've done our icebreaker, should we dive into the questions? Of course. Okay, Jackie, what do we want to start out with? What do you think will best guide the conversation? Maybe we can talk about college life. So how has it been for you balancing college, especially at a rigorous school like Berkeley, and also your music career and public appearance? And another question that you're welcome to answer within that is why you chose Berkeley for your undergraduate education. Okay. Um, balancing college life and being a musician is a lot easier than I think a lot than people would mm-hmm. expect um when a a lot of people actually ask me this why did you choose Berkeley instead of applying to music schools or a lot of times when I say I go to Berkeley people automatically assume it's Berkeley School of Music and then I have to oh interesting um but you know I think music has been a part of my life ever since I was four or five years old I grew up in a really musical family um and so the way that I was thinking about it is I have my entire life to pursue music. It's, I know it's always going to be a passion of mine. I know it's always going to 
um, exist in my everyday life. And I thought I only have one opportunity to go to a top university at this age of 18 through 22 or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, where I'm able to take advantage of all of the resources that Berkeley has to offer and study something that I might not normally dive into if I were to pursue music full time. And so I don't know, I think I'm a creature that really just likes to capitalize on any type of opportunity and just seize the moment. And so I thought it was a really great way to explore other interests of mine. And I definitely prioritize having an academic career in addition to a musical career. I know that I can always have a musical career. And so I just kind of thought, why not? Honestly. (laughs) Um, And what was the other question? How have I been able to balance it? It's been pretty Mm -hmm. good. I think there were a few times when I had to, or not, there were, yeah, several times where I've flown down to LA to Mm -hmm. get back into the studio because I write music every day and I like have my guitar and my, in like a piano keyboard in my Mm -hmm. dorm. So I've done that during the weekends and then I come back because the airport is so close to Berkeley and it honestly has been really easy I think (laughs) when you're doing stuff that you love and you're not working a day in your life so yeah that's such a good way to put it well I'm so grateful we got to talk about your major and your interest in psychology I feel like that was a good segue into this conversation around why you chose Berkeley for undergraduate and Mm -hmm. I think that's so funny that so many people mistake this Berkeley for Berkeley School of Music just yeah I assume that's where you would choose yeah well initially I was actually um I was accepted as an environmental econ and policy major oh, because wow. that is what um I was very passionate about in high school I still am very passionate about environmental sustainability and mm-hmm. advocacy in all realms um but I don't know, something just caught my eye about psychology. I've always been interested in it since I was a kid. And then that passion only grew once I enrolled in a general psychology class for just one of my gen- breadth requirements. Mm-hmm. And you know, the rest is history. I'm <laughs> technically still in the College of Natural Resources. Oh, um, wow. But I just have yet to apply out of it. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I, I'm having the same issue. I don't really know. I'm in LNS right now, and I don't know how I'm going to go about the double major since it's in. So, yeah. We'll see. Berkeley is a whole confusing system when it comes to majors and classes and everything. Definitely. Just the UC system in general. It's just yeah. a whole different like feature yeah. to tackle all the different requirements you need to fulfill to even pursue a certain major plus minor it's crazy it's definitely getting taking some getting used to and you have to be so independent about it too like nobody nobody is here to hold your hand nobody (laughs) even cares if you like drop out because they won't notice because the school is so big um but I honestly find that really empowering (laughs) yeah seriously I feel like just this first semester slash first quarter alone has been such a big lesson in independence and being able to stay on top of things on your own, being on top of class enrollment, making sure you can you add them to your short shopping car and just yeah. all of that is quite the experience and quite quite the quite the way to grow up and really become self 
self-independent I guess especially because nobody is telling you to go to class or do your homework mm-hmm. or like even stay in school so it yeah. really puts the ball in your court and then actually makes you excited to learn and then you're curious yeah. because you're doing it for yourself and you're not doing it to impress your parents or anybody around you it yeah. gives a whole different perspective on education it makes you a lot more grateful for it too oh for sure I totally understand where you're coming from like I agree like these classes that I've taken this quarter I've never taken classes as interesting as the ones I've taken now so cool yeah and it's like you're learning about things that are super relevant and like skills that are super applicable to the professional world and it's like wow you made it to this point in your life where like now these skills like our skills you're going to be using in the next four to five years which is is kind of crazy to wrap your mind around yeah yeah Jackie do you want to Go ahead with the next question. Well, yeah. So you kind of mentioned your passion, interest in environment, environmental sustainability. Um, and I know recently you came out with a collaboration song um, called Champions of Change. I don't know if you want to walk us through the process of that and how yes. that came to be. Okay. Um, so basically, I think during my senior year, when I was really honed in on my environmental advocacy I started cultivating a relationship with this company called Footprint they're based in Phoenix Arizona basically Footprint manufactures all compostable cups and to-go containers that are distributed in really large corporations like Starbucks McDonald's Taco Bell the list goes on and on so any type of to-go cup that you receive that says compostable on it footprint is the one that created it so I yeah incredible company I was able to go to the Mm factory-esque place and see all of the cups and the bowls being made and it was so so fun um I got to wear one of those little like hair nets and glasses (laughs) and everything um so I became the youth ambassador for that company essentially and then that's when I started getting a lot of opportunities to sing national anthems and stuff because the Phoenix Suns arena is Is called the footprint center that's where it was so familiar from yeah so um footprint basically sponsors the Phoenix Suns so Mm -hmm. they own that basketball team so I that's kind of what led to those opportunities which led to more musical performances and stuff like that but anyways Footprint um, reached out to me once we started getting a stronger relationship and they asked me to basically write an earth anthem, if you will, for their company that they were going to use in the commercials and release on Earth Day of 2022. Wow, that mm-hmm. feels like so long ago, <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh my God, of course, I would be more than happy to write you a song. So I got in touch with a musical producer named Matt Pav, who is based in Southern California. And he just sent me a few, you know, keywords that the um, CFOs wanted mm-hmm. included in the song. And he basically said, go ahead, just write whatever you want, send it back to me. And then you'll meet me in the studio in a few weeks or so and we'll record it. So that's what I did. I, it was spring of senior year. So I had a lot of time on my hands, as you can imagine. (laughs) So I started writing this song. Um, 
it it's basically from the perspective of a youth person, a younger, um, a representative of a younger generation talking mm -hmm. about the climate crisis and how important it is to practice sustainable everyday activities. This footprint really emphasizes the importance of reducing plastic use because of like their compostable mm -hmm. container advocacy. So they really wanted to emphasize that like microplastics and the dangers of plastic pollution, especially in the oceans. So yeah. I played around with that, wrote a few little ditties, sent it back. And then the next thing I knew, I was in the studio in LA and I just recorded it in, I think, two days. And then wow. I, they hired a rapper named Oren Major and he basically wrote his own little verse to it. <laughs> we mixed that into with the verse that I had recorded and then it basically was just this back and forth with the producer and I was emailing him certain edits that I liked about the mix and then he would put that back in the studio, revise it, send it back to me and that happened for a few months and then we released the song on Earth Day and then the rest wow. is history, I think. Um, I hope that was a good summary. I feel like that I was amazing. But... <laughs> No, that was perfect. I, yeah, I had no idea this was through Footprint. And I just looked, I just looked up the brand and I totally recognized the logo. I mean, in Berkeley, we have so yeah. much compostable products. I'm sure you do as well, Jackie. But that's so crazy. Yeah, so that was a really fun experience. Um, I got to learn a lot about like collaborating with other musical artists as well, which is mm -hmm. something I hadn't done before. And yeah. Best time ever. Have <laughs> no what, complaints. I think what makes the project so unique is that intersection between music and activism. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, we've seen it done before, but I think it's definitely something that can be used more often. Uh, why do you think music can be an important tool for activism or why did you feel drawn to this project? Um, You know, I think music is a really special tool that a lot of people overlook and often misunderstand because it's it has like this universal nature to it I don't think we've ever met someone that says oh I don't like music like everybody yeah. likes music in general and so a lot of other methods of activism I feel can get kind of convoluted in certain political discourse or people start um refusing to listen to it just based on the person that's saying it music on the other hand is so widespread and it's accessible to almost every group of individuals on this earth and the fact that you can create a message that advocates for something greater than the song and it can be a catchy tune like I that's just the most incredible thing invention of the entire world and so I always see music not only as an opportunity to exercise my own like personal creativity and artistry but use it to actually spread a message about something that I'm passionate about and something that I think other people should be passionate about or listen to 
And even if they're not passionate necessarily about climate activism, by simply pressing play on that Spotify song, like it's getting the word out there. And so they're subconsciously kind of (laughs) ingraining it in their minds. Exactly. Well, and I think it's so special that you got to write the song from the perspective of young people, which obviously is so empowering seeing as you are a young person in the music industry. And I feel like that's not always something we see, even when songs are about activism and just the fact that you get to give a voice to the climate justice movement in the music industry is really, really impactful. So I think that's just awesome that you got to kind of combine two of your biggest passions. That just reminded me, Dory, actually, I, when they asked me to write the song, they Mm -hmm. were simply asking me to write it as a songwriter. And then they were going to give the song to I think it was like Halsey or something to sing oh. the actual song but then wow. so <laughs> like in the in the song recording process right mm-hmm. you the songwriter still has to record all of the demos to then send to yeah. the singer and so I was recording all the demos and I was playing around with different harmonies and they're like yeah. you know what why don't we just have you sing it because like you're the one <laughs> yeah. that wrote it and I was like okay so <laughs> yeah that, that's a little fun story about that song I wasn't even planning on writing on singing it um but they kind wow. of what you were saying it would it would be a lot more fitting if the a younger per- person were to sing the song about yeah from the perspective of a younger generation yeah no I feel like if it had been someone older and someone like Halsey who I don't know I feel like I wouldn't connect her to the climate movement in general I feel like I would almost lose the message so I'm so glad that you got to actually stay on the project and record it so yeah So while we're on the topic of Champions of Change, we wanted to know your thoughts and what your reaction was to receiving a Grammy nomination. Maybe a fun little anecdote of when you found out, if you have Okay, so basically, the nomination that I had, that I received for this song is, it's very different than a typical Grammy nomination. So I don't want to get your guys' hopes up that (laughs) I'm like, my name is going to be announced at the Grammys. Still, um, it's, it's still a nomination. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So the there is a new category this year that has mm-hmm. just been invented, basically, and it's called Best Song for Social Change. And so unlike the typical Grammy nominations, it's decided by some special board. I really honestly have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called like a Blue Ribbon Committee or something like that. And basically, they're looking at, I think, a total of seven songs that are written with the intent to spread some type of activist message. And so I think somebody submitted or like a few people were submitting my song to that Mm -hmm. forum. And so my the producer that worked on the song with me, he reached out to me. I don't know, a a month ago, I think, telling me that to look out in the next couple of days if I were to receive any type of nomination. And I did. I got it through, like, my Spotify account. And that was really exciting. Um, Yes, but the nomination is 
it, I don't even really know that much. I'm like literally <laughs> the wrong person to ask, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to even be announced at the Grammys, like mm-hmm. on the televised version, because also I think a lot of people don't realize there are a lot of Grammy awards that aren't even yeah. uh, like given out because there are just too many at the, um, they're like given out at the award show, but not like yeah. on the televised version. And so it might be one of those. It might be like, congratulations, you won a Grammy email type yeah. of vibe. I really don't know. Yeah. I you guys updated. But because it is so Perfect. new, it literally, the award got invented, I think, a month ago. So they honestly have no idea what they're wow. doing. And that's why I honestly, I also don't have an idea of what I'm doing. <laughs> Still cool. Well, I feel like that's such a... <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's such a wasted opportunity for the Grammys to not actually air that award just because that yeah. is such an up and coming category in any like both with film and music. I don't know. I feel like I'd be surprised I, if they didn't. But I also understand since it's so new. Yeah, I feel like it will start to get aired in the next few mm-hmm. award shows. But yeah, I'm sure. It's it's very fresh. It's a newborn award. <laughs> so they still need to iron some things out. Yeah. Well, it's still exciting that you have an affiliation yeah, with exciting. the Grammys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now we wanted to kind of talk about the experience that led you into all of these other experiences, which is The Voice, which we were talking about earlier. That's how Jackie knew of you. Same with me. Um, So we just wanted you to kind of use this as an open-ended question, share whatever you want about the experience, maybe talk about working with Ariana Grande, just whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Sure. Um, So I, unlike a lot of people would expect, the audition process for The Voice starts long a long time before the blind audition you don't just like come off from like the street and (laughs) pull up to the stage like it's like they make it seem like process yeah Yeah. so I applied um I sent in a video audition March of 2020 you know peak quarantine when nobody really wanted was like doing anything I was just pretty bored saw it on some type of website I don't even really know and I didn't get an email until October of 2020 so I had completely forgotten about it the email was in my spam folder and then they sent me another follow-up because I just had no (laughs) idea and so that's when the audition process started so then after that you go through like three four rounds of more auditions. So then you submit more videos. If you make it past that round, then you do a virtual call, if you make it past that, then you do like an interview and then you do a live thing. A lot of different audition processes that I don't even know if I'm legally allowed to go into. Um, <laughs> but then basically I went down to LA the end of my junior year. So I had to skip some of my school and I wasn't even allowed to tell anybody where I was going. A lot of people thought I was like depressed and that I like went to some type of center or I don't really know, but like, cause I completely ghosted everyone. I wasn't even allowed to tell my friends that I was auditioning for this show. So I go down to LA probably from, I stay there from May until August of the summer of 2021. And I, 
basically am just on this voice grind. They put you through a lot. It's almost like a boot camp preparation um, before the blind auditions. I made so many good friends. And this was also the first time that I was kind of receiving voice lessons because I was kind of just like self-taught. I didn't, I never really understood the purpose and the significance of maintaining vocal health and learning how to actually utilize certain areas of your voice and your diaphragm to make them sound a certain way. So I learned a lot, a lot of skills on just how to develop as a musician and as a singer and a vocalist. And I also matured a lot during that period of time because you were stuck in a hotel. I didn't really have access to anything besides my musical instruments and I had to like stay there alone so I had to learn how to be very independent and then the blind auditions happened I honestly don't even remember that entire day because it's a common thing that me and the other cast members talk about where you completely black out when you're on stage so I literally couldn't tell you what happened that day (laughs) however um after that then you went through the process of filming battles and that was really fun I got there the part that is televised on screen is like the smallest amount you spent a lot of time with your coach and with um your battle partners so talking about working with Ariana um she gave me a lot of good advice similar to the vocal coaches that I was working with at the beginning of the voice process that weren't the Mm -hmm. coaches necessarily, but they were like voice affiliated vocal coaches. Um, So she taught me a lot about how to harness like my higher register and also pick and choose when I wanted to show off certain areas of my voice and when to kind of like condense it and hold it back a little bit. And But I also honestly think the best lesson that she taught me was the power of humility. Um, Because if you ever get a chance to meet her, she is probably the most humble and compassionate person I've ever met. Like she acts like she is not talented at all. She's so, (laughs) so kind. She would send me flowers and like candies to the hotel room like every week with like little notes. very sweet very angelic human that woman um so yeah the the voice experience seems like such a long time ago honestly because I filmed it when I was 16 I'm 18 now I'm talking like I think I'm so old (laughs) honestly that summer um definitely changed me and made me a lot more independent I learned a lot about myself and how I um cope with rejection and success and being able to maintain confidence and self-assurance through that process is incredibly powerful and just really really cool I don't really know how else to describe (laughs) it um but it's not every day that you get to go on live tv and perform for millions of people and then sit in your room and like wait for all the comments to roll in so um it definitely taught me a lot about maintaining um 
confidence and recognizing your worth, not when yeah. people are telling you that you're so great and that you're talented and amazing, but knowing your worth, especially during the times when everyone is not rooting for you, because that was a really important lesson that I wasn't exposed to for my entire life. And then once you go on The Voice and you have your episodes air and you turn into this public figure, you're yeah. trying to navigate this whole other world of social media and technology in a way that you've never done before. Um, so it taught me a lot about myself and how to just be kind to myself and be kind to others and maintain empathy and compassion for everybody and especially yourself. And that helps with college too. Like it's a life skill. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so, so wise. I don't, so yeah, wise. <laughs> I mean, especially with young girls growing up in this digital age where so much is put on social media and so much, so many expectations are taken from yeah. things that you see online, learning to, um, like you said, like believe in yourself and, and know your self-worth is so important when there are so many things telling you like the other, the other way, I think. Yeah. And that's why I think music for me is something that I can always come back to, to remind myself of who I am. Um, there was, for example, what, after my blind audition aired and I was first exposed to the world of social media and receiving not only positive comments, but also negative comments. Of course. I, for the first time in, I think my entire life, I didn't play music for a, like a solid three days, which sounds wow. not like a lot to other people, <laughs> but, but for you not singing or like playing any type of instrument for three full days was so, so drastic in comparison to wow. what my everyday lifestyle habits were. And so after that, once I came back to it, I was approaching music from a much different perspective instead of striving for a certain sound or wanting to sound a certain way to impress other people I was really doing it just to fulfill this constant like thirst in my um, creative soul to constantly want yeah. to express myself in a certain way and that's when I got into songwriting more heavily and that's when I started writing my own music and producing it and recording it and then eventually putting it out on Spotify. Um, so incredibly grateful for the haters, you know, <laughs> they teach you more about yourself than you could probably do on your, by yourself. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. I think that definitely gave a more personal side to your experience, which is yeah. so important because that's not what we typically see when we saw the footage of you on The Voice and the whole audition process. So thank you for sharing all of that. Um, so while we're on the topic of social media and being in the public eye, as you know, our podcast is about positive women's media representation, just overall how media representation really influences how we feel about ourselves. So we wanted to ask you how you hope to, slash if you have any intentions towards trying to positively influence female and Asian American representation in the music industry. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> I think not only being an Asian American female in the music industry, but just being a mixed person in general holds mm -hmm. such great weight in 
just everyday life. I think there, I grew up in Marin County, which mm-hmm. is a very predominantly white area. I was the only Korean girl in my high school. Um, and it took me a long time to honestly come to grips with my racial identity and especially like embracing the intersectionality of it because I flip-flopped from wanting to be completely Korean to completely white because I just wanted to identify with one certain group and eventually I kind of learned to realize that I'm not my white father and I'm not my Korean mother I'm you know wonderfully both and neither and so I think one of the many ways that I'm able to advocate for that is through music so one of the songs that I recently wrote and released is called cardamom princess and it's basically a love letter or yeah like a love song about myself as a mixed female so all of the lyrics are kind of romanticizing certain areas of a mixed female's body and her mind and like let me try to think of a certain verse um uh, so okay so one part is it says humble she's the earth she's comfortable alone flowers they always mistake her for home so like certain areas like that that kind of just make you feel super good about yourself and proud of who you are I think releasing more music like that is definitely going to put a great like footprint in the music industry because I don't think people do that enough and even if they are talking about their race and they're romanticizing it it's in like sexual ways for example like brown skin by India Ari it's not really about her like being proud of who she is as a woman it's her like talking about how her skin is like next to a man's skin and like having him kind of romanticize her ethnic heritage Um, Mm -hmm. So I definitely want to be a voice in my music for mixed women and just empower them through that. And yeah, I think, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, that was such a beautiful response. So again, thank you for sharing. I, I, I can't believe you've already been able to influence what we were talking about so well. I don't know if that wasn't something that, I feel like I research enough about you and your newest song. So I'm really glad you're able to use music as that avenue towards feeling like you can represent yourself in the music industry. Yeah, that's definitely my favorite song that I've ever written. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I'm just <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm We've so talked so much. Right no, it's okay. It's it's six PM on a Sunday. It's six PM on a Sunday, but it looks like it's eleven PM because oh, it's yeah. so dark it's Daylight Savings has been Okay. Awful. I was so confused by that because I thought daylight savings like didn't exist anymore. Same. I, I thought we did. Yes. And apparently the law doesn't go into action until next year. So Yeah. Um that was a little frightening one year to go and then we don't have to deal with these dark winter nights anymore no i just feel like i should be going to bed at like 5 30 i know yeah i I still have cuddle up (laughs) i have four stats assignments that i've been putting off all day so i'm gonna be up for a while 
you got uh, this. Yeah, well, thank you. I guess it's about time we start wrapping up. But I mean, before we thought there would be, we'd ask some like fun, <laughs> fast questions. I mean, you just okay. mentioned what your favorite song you've written slash performed was. But I was wondering, oh, like, dream venue you'd like to perform at or like dream performance. Ooh, good one. Oh, oh, I really don't know. I think. It would le- be less about like the dream venue and more about like the dream people that I could mm. perform in front of. Yeah. I think um, it would definitely be some type of like cool celebrity. And then mm-hmm. also just like all of my friends and family. I think. That's so sweet. Know, like anybody that could be touched by my music. And then afterwards, we'd all have a dance party. <laughs> dream oh, that dream night like dream day just in general yeah wow that's a that's a great response yeah jackie do you have any other fast questions before um, we wrap up i guess building off that like <laughs> biggest inspirations when it comes to music okay let me try to get my hands on all of the people that i'm inspired by mm-hmm. um i think I tend to categorize myself as like an R&B soul singer. Oh, love so R&B I find a lot of inspiration from her. Oh, love. Um, <laughs> Erica Badu, Georgia Smith, Alicia Keys. Love. Daniel Caesar. Love. Um, Snow Allegra. So I don't good. know if you guys know her. I love. Um, <laughs> Frank Ocean, Brent Fayez, Bruno Mars. Uh, who else? It's already such a great list. Yeah. Literally, just like go onto my Spotify profile <laughs> and look at the playlist. You'll find all of them there. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's just so fitting because so many, so many of those artists are like kind of titans in their own way. Like I know her yeah. and being a Filipino American and and the music she's right writes and the award she's won it's just i i love her so much yeah. <laughs> i love her so much her yes. yes yes oh my gosh well i personally am feeling so inspired right now and i'm excited yes. to just go listen to your music i feel like that's like the appropriate Yay. thing to do after this conversation but oh, Jerry, take that, that inspiration and harness it all into your stop assignment <laughs> yes thank you that's yes. honestly i'll probably play you're some gonna of treat your music. those numbers well, with love i just know yes i will of course uh well seriously thank you so much this is one of my favorite episodes we've I done know. ever um i feel like we had a lot of amazing conversations and this was a great way to get to know you more and i'm hoping we get some berkeley students to listen to it especially since their classmate yeah so jackie any final words i mean i guess where can they find you on social media where can they find me um you know i actually hate social media because i think it's kind of like (laughs) pointless but my instagram is like sophia bromberg but with two eyes because some random person with zero followers has sophia bromberg with oh of course of course and then um like youtube spotify those are like the only other ones i have um <laughs> it's just my name and so Perfect. hopefully listen to my music <sighs> yes, i hate well, putting myself out there like this but 
No, yeah. this is the point. We we <laughs> want people to find you on all these platforms. And we'll include all of this in the episode description and on our social media once that's posted. So yeah. I also okay, sorry. I have a Twitter account that I made when I was like okay. seven. <laughs> But I, I deleted it and I think I forget the password. But if you want to follow me on that, you'll probably see some <laughs> yes. random tweets from young me. <laughs> that might be a fun, fun thing for yeah, I'm, the I'm listeners to come across. To, like, find that. Um, okay, wonderful well, talking to you guys. Yes, you Good too. Luck your homework. <laughs> Thank you. You too, or I guess now you just get to cuddle yeah, up. Yeah, no, I am not enjoy doing the tonight. I cannot <laughs> bother Sunday night. <laughs> Thank you so much. This was so Thank fun. Thank you guys. It was nice Thank to meet you. Jackie. Thank you. Bye. Good Bye. to see you. Bye.